Welcome to Washoe Live, the podcast where we explore the stories and careers of people who make our lives better in Washoe County and in Northern Nevada. I'm Nancy Lewinhagen. And I'm Bethany Drysdale. And spring is finally here. I could not be happier. This has been the longest winter. Really? Yeah, it, it has. I'm over it. Yeah. And by the way, we started this year with a uh, podcast with um, Chris Malcolm talking about atmospheric rivers. Yeah. Today, our guests will be able to talk about the water from that atmospheric river, but we'll get to that in a minute. The, the What is it? The Mayflowers that come from the April showers yeah. or whatever. But anyway, yeah. Um, since Arbor Day is right around the corner, we're going to talk about trees and all things blooming right now. Yes, we are. Now, on this pa- podcast, we've profiled some really unique positions here from our staff members at Washoe County. And, you know, Bethany, it is when, when people say, what, what does Washoe County do? Everything. Yeah, and, and this this is a perfect example, uh, and I'm really excited to uh, add horticulturist profile to this list that we're pro that we're doing on Washoe County. Welcome our Washoe County horticulturist, Luke Sorensen. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I thank you. Thank you so much. So, how long have you been with Washoe County? I've only been here since June of last year. So, what is that now? A couple months, or coming up on a year? Not too much. Wow. So what is a typical day for a horticulturist for the county? Oh, gosh, a typical day. I mean, it really isn't a typical redundant day, but it's it's exciting nonetheless, because like right now it's more based off of the seasons. I mean, spring's coming here, summer's about around right around the corner, but it's all all just a good thing. So like in the summer, we're go, go, go. There's nothing, no boring part. Everyone's out and about and we're always doing something, playing in the dirt, cutting back deadheading roses or anything like that but usually like there's a huge difference between the spring and the summer and then even in the winter that's usually the calm part and that's when we usually come together think about new ideas for like garden beds new flowers new trees that we can plant into the the garden itself but really it's just a time for us to relax gain more education and like utilize what we've learned and be able to you know show off essentially and plan for these many many things we have it throughout our parks and regional parks at Washoe County. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What I, I have to ask, how did you become interested in the in this field? Because uh, you're a horticulturist and arborist. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. I'm, so many titles, but, you know, they all kind of blur together. So how I became interested was, you know, at a young age, I wanted to raise some money. So I started to grow trees by seed and then sell them off as saplings and you know, thankfully, I got to see them a couple of years ago and, you know, they're producing so much fruit and it's it's really rewarding to see this activity that you've done. So, you know, especially in gardening, you can see the labors and the yields that you can provide. So essentially, it just got addicting. It was very much like, what else can I do? Can I grow this? Can I make it even prettier? Can I get it to bloom faster? Things like that. So really, it just kept going, kept going and kept going. I mean... There's so many plants out there that we can all learn and understand what we can do the best out of it. Where'd you go to school? So I went to school in Idaho and it was quite the experience. You know, it wasn't, it's not the same ecosystem as it is here, but I definitely got to learn a huge variety of plants. You know, as a horticulturist, you're expected to know plant identification, be able to understand the characteristics as well as like the medicinal values behind it. So, I mean, there are, Plenty of things that we can do to understand more about plants. And it just got very intriguing about it, in my opinion. So 
what kind of degree do you have to pursue to have this job? So this position requires like a horticulture degree and horticulture is kind of assimilated with agriculture, but it's more of an ornamental side to it. So instead of just growing crops of like corn and potatoes, you more focus on like the, the ornamental values of like flowers, grasses, and trees that you can just put in your yard and just look good and things like that. Yeah, the other part is where I'm from, but the seed and the corn, Illinois, right? That's that's the agriculture side. I I see what you're saying. Now, that's an interesting way to look at it. Mm -hmm. So I want to challenge you a little bit because you said lots of stuff grows here. And I feel like I could attest to I can't grow anything. (laughs) I Well, actually, I take that back. I have two things that I can't kill for some reason. I can't kill tomatoes and I can't kill roses. And I can't get anything else to grow. I don't understand. Is it just me? Do we have a challenging climate here? Um, you can say it's just me. Maybe I'm just really, really bad at <laughs> No, gardening. no. I mean, it's insane how harsh the Nevadan climate can be. I mean, we were boiling hot in the summer and then really cool in the winter. We, I mean, the fluctuations that we have here are just crazy. But, you know, one of the best things that we can do is having our own compost, using mulch, things like that to really mend the soil. I mean, here we have so many things called microclimates, which are little climates within the climate itself. So in South Reno, we have a ton of poor soils with like boron and salt into it. But if you go into other areas of the town, such as like where the airport is, they have amazing soil that, you know, is hard to believe. But either way, we just need to, you know, put our hands in the dirt and go from there. You know, when you go to the store, you can just be like, oh, this is good soil. And then go outside to our backyard and like, okay, this isn't as nice, but you know, you just got to have the right plan for the right area. And you, by the way, you're from Northern Nevada. So correct. Yeah. You spent your whole life analyzing. Yep. Born and raised. So I've seen, and I can attest that this is the worst winter that I've experienced. I mean, snow galore and everything like that. But you know, we're, we're catching up thankfully. So one of the gems at Washoe County is the May Arboretum at Rancho San Rafael. Can you describe what that's like to our listeners? I imagine you've been there and you can kind of tell them what what that is like. It's a collection. So it's a plant collection or think of it as a museum. So the goal of an arboretum is to have as many different varieties of plants and new species to be able to introduce into this area. So think of it as like they're challenging the area, making sure that the community, community can know what they can grow here. And so... You know, the Arboretum is so essential, not on just an aesthetic view, but also like a beautiful um, way we can discover what we can strive to become. For example, like the May Arboretum, we have about 100,000 people go through the park every year. I mean, join the club. Come see what it is. I've been there many, many times. I love the Arboretum. I, I, I love that you just described it as an outdoor museum. So, and, and if you haven't been, that's okay. You've got time to come. And if you have been and you have, you've been to Rancho, but you haven't been over to the Arboretum, you really need to go through. Even that, there's what, about a mile loop that you take through those trails? Yeah, about that. So it's, it's, it's definitely like an ecosystem with an ecosystem. So we have demonstration gardens. So we have a rose garden. We have, you know, like a wild riparian area, an oak, hard oak wood forest. So you can really just go from places to places without even having to travel thus so many miles away. Absolutely beautiful. Now, the Washoe County Green Team, and yes, we do have a green team here at Washoe County, with the help of district funds from our very own Washoe County Commissioner, Mayor Luz Garcia, will be planting 15 trees at Rancho 
for Arbor Day. And are you going to be a part of that effort? Oh, absolutely. I mean, anything with trees, I'm right there. Where are the trees going? So they're growing all around Rancho San Rafael Park. So, you know, unfortunately, we did have a, a beetle come through the area and some trees did suffer. So we are replacing them. So, I mean, everyone wants to sit under a tree during the hot summer sun. And it's it's kind of tradition. You know, the Arboretum and Rancho San Rafael Park always plants a tree on Arbor Day. Oh, that's wonderful. So, well, thank you for helping enhance our own for Arbor Day. And we also have an Arbor Day event in Gerlach um, this month. And after this really horrible winter, have I mentioned how much I hated <laughs> this winter? But it, it's worth another mention. Yes. Uh, they lost a, several trees up in Gerlach and they um, want to green up the community. So Washoe County is providing about 20 trees and some other partners are coming in to donate trees and plants as well. Um, and everything's going out to the local residents who have expressed interest. So they'll be planted on private property. But I, just, I think that's such a neat way to commemorate Arbor Day to begin with. And then, you know, a community coming together to beautify their community. I love it. And who, like like Luke says, who doesn't want to plant a tree? And I think because it was a horrible winter, have I mentioned that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just once. Um, people lost a lot of trees. I know at my house, we lost a whole half of a tree. Um, I'm a coworker who lost about four trees in his backyard. Um we were seeing that all over the community, trees being down and bushes being down. Is there a way that residents should um, be taking care of that? Can you just chop them down or what's the best <laughs> way so that you don't destroy your landscape? So definitely it's a, it's a type of pruning called canopy thinning. And so what it entails is that it allows the crown to be more open, allowing snow to go through, not be collected on the branches and weighing it down. So it's kind of having a branch every so many feet or so many inches. And is that something you should be doing well ahead of a storm season then? Oh, definitely. So not only does it prevent like snow accumulation, but it also allows airflow to go in between there. And so you've reduced your mildews and everything like that. But essentially it improves the health and the strength of the wood of the tree. That's good advice. So, so spring cleaning and obviously in the fall before winter hits to do Oh, this. absolutely. So usually the winter, early fall, or late fall to early winter is the best time to prune trees. All right. I, that's my favorite thing to do. I love cutting it all down. I just got a chainsaw and it's <laughs> so much fun. <laughs> my family thinks I'm crazy. <laughs> so I'm just outside with my chainsaw. What can I cut down now? <laughs> Don't go to her house, Luke. All right. Well, what are what are you going to tell the backyard enthusiasts to do for Arbor Day? What's the one thing that they can do to improve their property? Pick the right plant. That is the best thing to do. I mean, I have so many people ask me, oh, can we grow a banana tree here? Or these most exotic plants. It's like, no, just just stick to what we know is good. Go to the Arboretum, see what grows there, see what you like, and then go back home and buy a variety of that and plant it. You know, I mean, one of the best trees, in my opinion, is the bristlecone pine. I mean, native to Nevada, super green, and, you know, winter is very long and dismal, so might as well just green it up. But those take like 4,000 years to grow, don't they? They live to 4,000 years old. But, you know, they take about 50 years old to grow to maturity. Okay, okay. I actually have a bristlecone um, sapling or something that my sister gave us one year for Christmas. And we kind of laughed because we're like, we're going to plant this now and not be able to enjoy it for 4,000 years. Um, so I'm going to ask you selfishly then. I love um, rhododendrons. Do those grow here? If you take really good care of them. Okay, so that's out. <laughs> um, what about jasmine? Jasmine, no, 
Same Rather thing, not really. Okay, so what's something similar to those that does grow here? Are there? Can you do swaps like that? Like, I really like this type like of plant. Substitutes. Yeah, yeah. So, like lilacs are a good choice, or uh, flowering quinces. I mean, the flowers are just gorgeous, like that. I mean, they're more of like an apple shape, and they actually produce these fruits called apples. But I guarantee you, don't don't taste them. They're very sour. But anyways, uh, lilacs, forsythias. I love picking your brain. This is good. Oh, I'm only asking selfish questions. I, I have no. one, too. I love hostas from the Midwest. We have hostas. Oh, yeah. They line our... Do they grow out here? They sure do. Yeah. They do. Okay. They just need the shade. You know, when it says on the tag, full sun, it actually means part shade, essentially, because our sun is so intense here, it will just burn the leaves galore. Okay, now that's good advice because I... now. I wouldn't call myself a great green thumb, but I love flowers. So my in the summer, I really do put all my efforts into the pots. And, and I have noticed that that when it says full sun, and I think it's full sun, it just they, it kills my flowers. I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, I go 15 minutes outside and get sunburn galore. Right. Right. Yeah. So be be conscious and just, just think, no, it, don't put anything. Yeah, just it shade. Just be aware of like, okay, this is a little too rough for this area. Just try and protect it as much as you can. What are your favorite flowers? Oh, daffodils. Daffodils oh, are yes. the, the best one. You know, with the first thing to bloom up and the bright yellow is just a little welcoming of spring. That's my favorite too. Daffodils and tulips. I love them. Um, So you've been here almost a year. What are some of your goals for the, our regional parks? What are some things that you're um, working on in the near future? So, like, with parks, I just want to make sure that everyone enjoys something around the parks. You know, with the community growing so fast and all these new cultures and ideas, we can really utilize the parks and understand, like, what the community needs. You know, for the Arboretum, personally, the Arboretum is undergoing this huge, huge undergoing of a new garden. And it's a demonstration garden of just cactus and succulent plants. I mean, most people think, oh, we can't grow cactuses, cacti or succulents here, but Unfortunately, not unfortunately, but thankfully we can. I mean, there are some hardy varieties, more water-wise uh, plants that we can implement into this area. And so the Arboretum is going this huge, huge garden that's going to change the way this community will look and see plants. Wow. So we're going to see your your green thumb on lots of things here. I hope so, yeah. <laughs> So what's your favorite um, area of Reno to explore when you have your own time and you can just get out and, and just be on your own? Where do you like to go to see the plants and, and just enjoy nature? In the county or in the state itself? Oh, let's well, the county. All right, we'll just stick with Washoe County. Okay, with Washoe County, I love Verdeye. Verdeye is very old, classy. It feels kind of like a Western feel to it. And most of my family lived there as well. But, you know, as far as the state goes, Ely. Ely, hands down, is just absolutely gorgeous. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, the sunsets out there, the the types of pines, and the wildflowers that that you'll stumble upon are just once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for most people. Now, have you done the garnet hunting out there? Oh. You know about this? Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. You can go up into the rocks and um, hammer open rocks and find garnets in the rocks. Nice. And then did you ever go out to the caves? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Before I let you go, <laughs> wait a minute. Before we let you, I have to hear about the caves, Luke. What? I've never been to the caves. So there is these caves out in Ely, 
around Ely, I should say. It's in Baker, and it's called Lehman Caves, and they are just gorgeous, and you'll never expect it. In this desolate desert, you go inside, and it's this whole new environment. I mean, they've done movies in there. They've done proms, dances, and just, it's a very unique place. It's part of Great Basin National Park. Uh, and it, yeah, they're really, really stunning. And what I think is so funny about them, um, at, in true Nevada style, people are just using them for fun. They're a guy that owned the property would throw parties down there. You can see the like soot from like campfires and stuff on the the ceiling, but they're really magnificent um, stalagmites, stalactites. That's ain't you know, no, that's a big word. I know. I, I really am <laughs> impressed that I got the, that word out. And Nevada's so beautiful. There's just its own characteristics of what it can grow here. I mean, there are plants here that we can only grow here that nowhere else in the world can. So, you know, use that to your advantage. That is great advice, Luke. <laughs> Luke Sorensen, so nice to meet you. Thank you for joining us oh, here on Marshall Life. And enjoy your Arbor Day. I will. You too. And plant a tree. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next time, this is Washoe Life. Have a great day.